Welcome to Worship in the Word. Today we're looking uh, at the prophet Ezekiel and uh, studying the mark of the righteous. We're in uh, chapter 9 of Ezekiel, beginning at verse 1. He cried also in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way of the highest gate, which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side, and they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the Lord of glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was to the threshold of the house, and he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh, that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Okay. So we have uh, one that um, has an inkhorn, has a pen, and he is writing a mark. Now, the, the Hebrew scholars say that that mark uh, is the, the name of a letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And that letter um, is Tav. It's the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, its meaning is essentially truth but it's uh, also uh, means the covenant and the perfected form and uh, an everlasting covenant. So it's a perfected form of the everlasting covenant. Now, uh, this is being applied to their forehead. Now, we know that this letter is extremely important uh, in fact, Jesus, uh, in the book of Revelation, he uh, is, uh, it's translated, I am the Alpha and Omega. Uh, he, would, uh, he would not be speaking Greek. He wasn't a Greek-speaking person. Jesus spoke Hebrew. And the Hebrew for Alpha and Omega is Aleph and Tav. Aleph means... Uh, head of the house, father, uh, means almighty God. And that letter in Hebrew is a silent word. 
but it's everywhere, uh, just like God is everywhere, uh, omnipresent. And uh, the Tav uh, is Jesus' claim to be the Tav. And uh, we look back at the ancient pictograph, which was the original language, uh, and that's what I believe it would be referring to and the meaning of it. Uh, but the, uh, the Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, is the uh, pictograph of, of an ox, and it was the strongest thing um, at, uh, at that time. Uh, and so that was the pictograph uh, used, and we know that Jesus spoke uh, about his uh, yoking, yoking with him, and that was uh, represented in the, the yoking of oxen. When they trained a young ox, um, they would link him with the older ox. And so uh, Jesus said, take my yoke, and that's a, a, an invitation for you and me to uh, take up the yoke and follow him. It's a custom-made yoke. When they made the yoke for the oxen, they made it out of wood, and the young oxen would have this uh, yoke uh, made for it, and then he would be connected with the old ox. And the old ox would teach him the ways of how, how he would go through the narrow path and how, how he would climb hills. And, and he watched uh, and learned from the older ox. And, and, and when we're linked with and yoked with Jesus, the uh, uh, Bible says he will lead and guide us in all things. Hallelujah. So uh, it's a beautiful, wonderful metaphor, and it's a, it's a spiritual phenomenon that's part of um, uh, righteousness because we can't become righteous on, on our own. We, we need the help of God. And this is uh, the whole avenue of teshuva, uh, translated as repentance. Whenever I say teshuva, I'm talking about repentance, but I'm talking about more than just a one act. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I'm talking about a desire to, to return to God. That's ultimately what it is. And so these righteous ones, those ones that were troubled uh, and, and uh, with the, uh, they had anxiety over the unrighteousness that they saw in the world around them, uh, they had a desire to live right. And, and we look at our world today and we see a lot of unrighteousness and it troubles those of us that, that want to live right because, um, uh, and we, it troubles us about our children. Are, are they going to be influenced in school with unrighteous teaching and, and our government, are they forcing us to do things that are unrighteous? So, um, but same thing, uh, similar things were happening with Ezekiel at that time. Uh, but this uh, one, and I think it was an angel uh, that came with the inkhorn and marked the heads of the righteous. So that is a protective cover. Uh, and uh, just like the mark on uh, when Cain sinned, 
uh, and and he was um, given the mark, uh, and uh, it, the rabbis believe that that mark also is is the tab. And uh, God spoke to Cain. Cain says, "Well, I'm going to be a victim of of uh, since I killed my brother, I'm going to be a victim of of uh, of anybody that wants to take." revenge on me from that uh, family group. And God said, no, uh, anybody that does that is is going to suffer uh, a recompense of um, sevenfold. He said sevenfold, not seven times seven, but it's seven times seven times seven times seven. It's a huge astronomical number of curses that would apply to anybody that would touch him. And I think that uh, the people of God today that, that are living right in, in living righteousness, there is a protective cover. Um, God says, I put angels about those that love me and obey me. And I believe that. I believe the word of God. So this is where we're at with this, Mark. Let's continue on. And to the others he said in mine hearing, Go ye after him through the city, and smite, let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Okay, that's good. That's all I want to do from there. We're going to go to the next scripture. Um, it's it's kind of a it's a disturbing uh, word from the Lord that even the little ones, none, none of the little ones are going to be spared. The uh, the women and the children, but. This is a this is a spiritual metaphor, and God is saying that those that choose to live righteously, choose to follow in in um, in God's commands, they're going to live. And He's talking about living uh, forever. We we have we're we're going to go in the rapture. Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul said, uh, if this spirit be in you that was in Christ Jesus, God's going to raise up your mortal body. We're going to go up with him. We're going to have eternal life. And those that don't, those that don't are going to suffer. Now, uh, God doesn't want anybody to suffer. Believe me, he wants everyone to come into Teshuvah. Uh, and that's, Jesus said it. And uh, and he said, I, I would that all would come to Teshuva. I would that all would come into journey with me and turn back to God. He, he's standing there with open arms. Doesn't matter what you did, where you've been. Uh, yeah, you got a you got a checkered history, but so do all of us, Amen. all of us, and uh, none. We're all broken vessels, um, preachers, physicians, uh, biggest names, uh, 
and and uh, speakers, Christian speakers, we're all broken vessels. We're all in the process of being healed. And the thing is that teshuva is the thing, it's the avenue that helps us to overcome those things in our brokenness. Praise God. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way to the hospital, folks. Amen. And it and it and it doesn't. I I don't like going to hospitals. I don't. I <laughs> I spent a week after um, an operation. I spent a week in the hospital. I absolutely hated it. Um, I had to have a diet without any kind of salt. So I knew every food. The green beans had a little bit of salt, and salt crackers had some salt. So I would always ask, hey, can I get some green beans? And uh, how about some saltines, you know, because they give you, they put you on a heart diet. And, uh, oh, it's horrible. But uh, walking with God and his, his is a walking hospital. His, you're, in, you're moving and breathing. The Bible says we live and move and have our being in him. Glory to God. And as we um, live and move and have our being, he is working on us. He, he said, I healed them and they knew it not. Uh, he's done miracles for us. And, and uh, we haven't been even cognizant about everything he's done for us. So we need to, we need to, be thankful. We need to turn to God. But let's, uh, we're turning here to uh, Ezekiel 33. We're going to read a few verses here to see what God has to say about this. Starting at uh, 33, chapter 33, verse 11. Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked Turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Okay. Uh, we, you can study this on your own, but it's a summation of, of uh, what God says. Uh, you know, they thought that, uh, that he wasn't being fair with them. And uh, he said that if the un, if the righteous decide to turn and go back to unrighteousness, then they're going to die spiritually. There could be people that maybe have been in the church, maybe served God for a period of time, and then decided. Eh, I'm going to go my own way now. God says, I can't do anything about that. But I can't go, he can't go against his word. Uh, but it really troubled them that the, uh, that the unrighteous had an avenue of escape, that they could go from their unrighteousness to righteousness and live forever. And they said, that's not fair. And I said, God said, no, that's fair. That's fair. It's not how you begin the game. It's not how you are in the middle of the game. 
But the Bible says that he that perseveres to the end, you could say this to yourself, I got to persevere to the end. I can't, I can't, I, I can't live for God for 30 years and then all of a sudden decide to go back and mm -hmm. and become a, an alcoholic again mm -hmm. once he delivered me from it. Mm -hmm. I have to stay in the faith. Mm -hmm. My message today is have faith in God. Have faith in God. God, uh, you know, uh, people feel like they, they they can't serve God because they've done so many bad things or, or they just don't feel that they're qualified. Well, guess what? Every major person that did anything of significance for God felt that they were not qualified. He uses, he, he uses the ones that aren't qualified because he does the qualifying. Otherwise, if the people were qualified to do it, then it would be in, in their ability. It isn't in my ability. I pray for God's help to, to give a message. Um, I'm believing that, that we're going to raise up a lot of people that are going to uh, enter into teshuva. They're going to enter in and, and they're going to uh, experience joy, the joy of the Lord. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord passeth all understanding. We can't understand how God can take a messed up life and, uh, and turn it around and transform it. But folks, that's what he wants to do with you. He wants to put that mark on your forehead, that mark of protection, that mark of righteousness. No matter what you've done, the, the opportunity is there for you. And I invite you today to think about it. Think about joining us in these podcasts. And, um, and we'll, we're going to walk together through what the Word says. And, and we're going to build ourselves up. Uh, the Apostle Peter, when he, he first uh, came to God, he was weak. Uh, Jesus called him Simon Bar-Jonah. That means, Bar means son, and Jonah means dove. He was, he was unstable. He was, he was a liar. He, he, he did a lot of different things. He denied Christ three times because he didn't feel competent. But it isn't about our competence. It's about our love and obedience and turning to him. God bless you, folks, and thank you for being with us on Worship in the Word. Call.